guys, welcome to the We Need to Calm Down podcast. I'm Devin. And I'm Joe. And this is a show where we talk about all things Taylor Swift. That's right. This is the show where two friends finally get to let their dedication to Tencent's most influential global artist, Taylor Swift, fly. I'm trying something new. <laughs> we'll be discussing everything from song breakdowns, Taylor news, and our insane fan theories. But honestly, before we get into that, do you want to start with some non-Taylor talk? Because things are heating up. Some non-Taylor fan theories? Sure. So, I think it was either last week's banter or the week before that's banter. I want to say two episodes ago. We talked about the song Driver's License by Olivia Mm -hmm. Rodrigo and how it emotionally crushed us. You listened to it. You loved it. You know, very reminiscent of Lord. She is Taylor Swift's baby. Taylor has claimed her. And... For a while, it was just, you know, we were all sad with Olivia, but then, then something happened. Yeah. Um, another per, uh, so th- in, in terms of me, what happened last, uh, two weeks ago is, oh, someone I'd never heard of came out with a new song that is breaking records all over the place. And then recently, another person I've never heard of came out with another song in relation to it. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so the song in reference is the song Skin by Sabrina Carpenter, which is thought to be the rebuttal to the song Driver's License. And oh, I, it's, it, there's no way it's not. This I is have like a lot to say about it. I have a lot to say about it. So first things first, before we even discuss this, you know, I do not want to pit two women against each other. I think that Sabrina is kind of doing it. She's kind of doing the thing. But, you know, I don't want... Because at the end of the day, they're fighting over this Josh guy. It, you know, someone called him the white bread version of Shawn Mendes, who's already white bread. That's a double. It's so bad. That's so bad. Super wonder white bread guy over here, Josh. Oh my god. So I think that her intentions were in the wrong place i think that she interpreted this song that was about her being sad at joshua and she's like you know you're probably with this blonde girl who you know i'm insecure about because she's so pretty and then sabrina was like yeah i'm effing your man like just kind of out of nowhere it's so weird because when i was listening to driver's license on repeat never once did I go, wow, she's really dissing this girl. Mm-hmm. Never once did I even think about the girl involved. None of this, none of driver's license seems like she's coming at Sabrina Carpenter in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, she like kind of, in a, in an essence, name drops her or like, like description drops her. But like, I, I think someone mentioned to me that the original lyric in driver's license was going to be brunette girl. Well, because I she think she was brunette at the time. Oh, gotcha. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, but like, yeah, in skin, she then originally said she says like maybe nothing else rhymes with blonde, <laughs> like, or maybe maybe the rhyme had to be blonde or something. It's yeah. like, like I feel part of me. Well, there was that, and then there was also the lyric about like driving you mad or something, or drive something like that. Maybe we could have been friends in another... Oh, my gosh. Like, it's just like... Don't get me wrong. Skin's a great song. It is still a good song. I enjoy it. But, like, it just feels, like, irrelevant. Like, it feels like you just picked picked a fight that wasn't there. It feels like you're kind of trying to, in a way... I don't want to, like 
put this out there, but it feels like she's leeching onto the success of driver's license and trying to build some success of her own based on it. People are saying this could all just be an orchestrated publicity stunt. I don't think it is with Olivia's because I think that's really emotional, but I think the, because she had a, I was watching a TikTok, like all these people helped write, write the song with her. So it's not just like this, oh, well, I'm really mad. I just, I feel bad because I hope Sabrina didn't intentionally be like, I'm going to be mean today. I, I, I hope that it's just the terrible music industry that's like, hey, we're going to get you a lot of streams. We're going to get people talking about you. You know, let's just do this thing. She was kind of like, well, I mean, I guess, sure, whatever. Like, I, I hope that's the case because I really don't like seeing two young girls being pit against each other like this. Like, I don't want there to be any hate towards one of them. I think that she is, if it was her decision, she's kind of making like a mountain out of a mo- molehill. Like, oh, you know, instead of being mad at Josh, who, you know, might just do this to Sabrina, I'm just gonna come at the girl. It's like when someone cheats and it's like, well, you know, I'm going to be mad at the girl instead of the guy when the guy made the decision. But then there's also the fact that, you know, we can't be super mad. Like, we can be upset at Josh, but, you know, Olivia is a minor. Like, do you want him to be with a minor? It's a major as far as she's concerned. No, um, no I don't know. Like, it's, like I said, it's just so weird. It it feels like driver's license is literally like the Taylor Swift mantra of songwriting where it's, mm-hmm. she went through something traumatic. The way that she was able to process and get through it is to write a song about it, sing a song about it. And, un- and somehow the song just blew up. I think mm-hmm. I read a stat somewhere that like, it's the best charting song in the last 30 years or something like something astronomical like that. And like, then to have this other girl come out and like, inter- I mean, my friend said, like, well, she just put this love triangle out. Like, uh, Olivia just put this love triangle out on display in front of the whole world. And in a way, I guess. But, like, she's it, – it, again, there's nothing detrimental she's saying about this other girl. Maybe, like, oh, I can't believe you chose her over me. But, like, she doesn't she's even everything say that, that. I'm ins- She says, and you're probably with that blonde girl who always made me doubt. She's so much older than me. She's everything I'm insecure about. But that's it. If that's anything, not even that, anything bad about no, her. Like, if, if anything, it, yeah. that's saying she has like these good qualities because I'm insecure about stuff, and she like has things that I'm insecure about. Like, it's it's just so weird that she's coming out and defending. It sounds like she's defending herself against nothing. And and I mean, Granted. at the end of the day, it worked. I didn't know who either of these women were before both of these songs came out, and now I know both of them, and I have opinions about both of these women that I didn't know until today. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, on one end, to defend Sabrina Carpenter in a way, she did get a good amount of hate from some people. There was a a lot of people who who were saying, you know, defending her, like, we shouldn't be pitting, you know, pulling Sabrina into this. She's just a bystander. You should be blaming Josh. And those are the good people. And then there's other people, you know, sending her death for threats. How dare you take her man away? Blah, blah, blah. Like, very just misogynistic points of view on it so i understand that she's just not going to sit there and go well i don't want to have people just trampling my name do i think she could have approached it better 100 percent. well I think she approached she it in a way to make money and and she did yeah that's the music industry hey we got two good songs out of it yeah and hopefully uh it doesn't take us back in terms of society 
Hopefully Josh doesn't put out another. Well, he released oh a song God. lately, but it wasn't about that. Could you? I would. I would. I wouldn't listen to it. Uh, no. Ladies, mm. calm down. <laughs> well, I will tell you right now, Josh. From a, a great advice for me is uh, every time I've ever told a woman to calm down, it's always worked. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the We Need to Calm Down podcast. <laughs> um, so back to Taylor. We wanted to do a quick aside on the, the just this drama unfolding. But Devin, what are we talking about on this typical Tuesday night? So we wanted to take a break from breaking down songs. So in recent Taylor news, she has announced a chapter title forevermore. So we're going to take that little tidbit of information and we're just going to run with it. And also, considering Evermore has been released, we're going to revisit our conversation about bridges from episode 37 in a segment we like to call Should Have Said So, since the episode was pre uh, recorded pre-Evermore. So we're going to revisit, we're going to talk about our favorite bridges, how they kind of fall into our rankings now, and all that jazz. That sounds like a... Uh, a hodgepodge fun episode <laughs> yes lots of little little tidbits here and there all right so tell me about these this chapter crap oh, sorry man. i'm not trying to mask how i feel about it <laughs> so i think joe's just in a bitter mood because i'm talking about this and he's like well i don't like it and i'm like well let me let me try to spin it in a way you know don't offend everybody but yes so the dropped your hand while dancing chapter was posted January 21st at 5.55 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. She tweeted, A new album means new chapters with a little sparkling emoji, only one. The Drop Your Hand While Dancing chapter is out now and then linked it. So what do we think this theme means, Joe? I think this means she's selling out. (laughs) All right, explain. So, like, the thing that gets me about this chapter i'm not going to go on a full diatribe because this whole section is going to be a diatribe but the first chapter she ever put out with folklore ever uh escapism chapter had nothing to do with the lyrics it was just literally a word that was built around a theme on the six songs that that theme was centered around and it wasn't even just like the same story it was just different branchings off of that one word and in different ways of doing that which I think was awesome. Same way how we get how we got the entirety of Evermore being the theme of just endings. Like that's why mm-hmm. I don't think to, to spoil ahead. I don't think there's going to be an endings chapter because you already put it out. It's the whole album. Um, but then then we started getting into like weirder chapter names like Sleepless Nights. Okay, sure, we kind of get that. It's not a lyric at least. Mm-hmm. Oh, Saltbox House chapter. What does that? What could that even mean? The dropped your or the um yeah I showed up at your party. Cha- okay, now we're just taking lyrics and making them a chapter, and then oh dropped your hand while dancing. We're doing the exact same thing. If anything, to me, it's you're naming it the same way you name your merch on your store at this point, which to me seems pretty bad. I don't know. I don't like that. I don't know. I don't. I just don't think it's. I prefer it to be something different or at least named different or not not feel like it's just another piece of merch or an obvious marketing ploy. I'd rather it feel a little more artistic. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely trying to, you know, break some records right now, keep the album up at the top. 
you know, I think she's, like, going to pass Michael Jackson and Garth Brooks for some, like, streaming records or just charting records, basically. So I understand where she's coming from with that. You could, you know, expect a little bit of a more artistic taste. I just don't want to be, like, I don't know. You can, you can love an artist and still critique some of their methods. I, I could see that. Oh, believe me. I mean, as someone who just recently bought a new phone background or new phone case, like that's Taylor Swift. I actually have two Taylor Swift phone cases now. Like I'll keep throwing my money at her and I'll still love her to death and anything she does is amazing. But like, yeah, she, you, you can't just like blindly not critique something or call mm-hmm. someone out on something even if you love them. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't think that this chapter – means anything i also understand she did no pre-promotion of this album so all of the promotion has to be post-promotion and this is the way she did it for folklore so why would she not do it the same way for this one it just at least in the beginning of folklore it felt like she had something to say it doesn't feel like she has something to say with this i think with the the whole idea of chapters you know folklore being these stories that you pass down I think it made sense for the first album and that's why because it's still in the universe of folklore she wants to continue like a big chapter. I'd be interested if and this is just me hoping she has these two albums. She has these potentially what like eight chapters if she does another four chapters from this album. Give me like a book or a magazine something. Yeah, I would like that. And, like, give me some poetry or something that relates to these chapter titles. Exactly. Like, give me something like Halsey's Book of Poetry or, like, something that's, like, a different thing that – even if it's not a like – give us, like, an art book or give us something, like, along those lines. Like, the magazine she did for Reputation, exactly like what she said. Like, mm-hmm. something that's, like, actually has – like, to me has merit instead of, I made a playlist. Here you go. Yeah. Like it's it even when she made the first playlist, they didn't they didn't do anything for me. I mean, I, again, I'm probably being cynical. I'm probably going to be a lightning rod for hate on this episode and I apologize for it. But like I don't know, did you listen to any of the the chapters? Like did you go out of your way outside of this podcast? Go out of your way to listen to a chapter and feel like you got something new out of it because of you listened to those six songs. No, honestly. I feel like you can think about them and you like, but I just never had the inclination that I have to listen to them in this playlist, in this order outside Mm -hmm. of just trying to analyze it right now. But I think that's the point. She wants people like us to sit down and try to find meeting in these six songs in this order. But yeah. Part of me also could think it's because the label had so little to do with the actual records themselves. These are things that the label is interjecting and saying, Mm hey, we didn't get to decide how you roll out your album or anything, so we're going to decide a way to do it. And they might have just even interjected in this one and said, hey, you did some chapters in the last one. Do some for this. And she was, and she could have even said, like, hey, like, I could, but, like, there's nothing really to do. Like, I, I, and they go, I don't care. Find, find something. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to pass the blame on to the – I don't want to put the blame anywhere that it might not belong, but, like, I'm just spitballing where this could have come from. Um, I don't know. Like, like we said, the whole album is endings pretty much dropped your hand while dancing. 
we, we can go into what we actually think the um, how they're connected the themes are yeah how they're connected down the line but so what songs are on it what what's the information about this thing yeah so every playlist thus far has had six total songs on it including this one the playlist runs about 25 minutes and 54 seconds in this order it is champagne problems happiness it's time to go tolerate it coney island and hoax which is a little bit of a curveball because it's from folklore and not from evermore so this kind of brings up the idea of oh are there going to be a lot of cross promotion is it gonna are we going to see more folklore on these chapters i think so Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it. I think it's just. Hey, remember we also have folklore. Maybe listen to that a little bit too. Folklore is still the like the behemoth. More people are listening to folklore than ever. Well, more casual fans are probably listening to folklore. It was the one that was that's still charting bigger than Evermore is, even though Evermore's better. Um, <laughs> what do you think about it? It seems weird. What do you mean? Just in, with these the six songs. I mean, I do, I do see that there is at least a clear connection between all of them. Maybe Sans hoax. Like I can, in my head, when if I I thought about it, like I went through the track list and I was like, all right, drop your hand while dancing. Not even looking at the track list. What would be six songs that I would pull from Evermore to put on a quote unquote dropped your hand while dancing chapter? And these are the ones that I landed on. I couldn't think of one that they that should have been on. Should have been on here and wasn't. I couldn't think of ones like any of these why they shouldn't be on here. Um, maybe right where you left me could be one too. If if you were to replace hoax, right where you left me could have been like to make it a six solely Evermore album. But I do think she wanted to throw the one folklore on there to remind you that folklore exists and to also stream folklore. Mm-hmm. Hoax is a really weird choice for me considering like for i don't know betty seems like the most drop your hand while dancing uh song from folklore they literally have a thing mentioning a dance party or 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 a a school dance Mm -hmm. and him letting betty's down dropping her hand (sighs) could peace have been on here i think peace would even probably be a better one than hoax because peace shares a lot of the same themes i think as champagne problems where it's like champagne problems is she has these mental issues and mental health problems and she can never be what she, what he needs the the man who proposed peace could it, would i be enough if i can never give you peace like along the same lines hoax i can see hoax i don't think hoax is a big stretch i just of all the songs to promote it just seems like a weird one to throw in there mm-hmm Someone brought up a good point, too, that Hoax and The One were some of the last songs to be written for Folklore, and she immediately started working on Evermore afterwards, so Hoax could be a song that she thought maybe could have belonged on Evermore, if not. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, so how do we think they connect? How do these six songs, what thematically joins them? So, like we said before, every song sans Willow on this album is about an ending of some kind. Uh, that's what our favorite parts of this album is. Is it's it's kind of like the escapism chapter, just like we said for endings for an, a mm-hmm. whole a whole record. I, I think the only thing I can think of is it's it's it you're realizing a relationship is ending or it's not going to work, but you're not really bitter about it. 
just like sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just the sad energy chapter. Not even like you're not even mad. You're not really angry. You're just like disappointed. The old dad chapter. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. Because like you go ahead. I was going to say you look at all the songs and, you know, champagne problems. She's talking about at the end how he'll find someone else. He'll forget about her. It's fine. Happiness. You know, there was happiness because of you, because of me. Um, Just kind of moving on. I can see it clearly now that I'm from, you know, on the tree. Uh, It's time to. The the happiness too is just like you haven't met the new me yet. Again, is about moving mm-hmm. on, like she the other person's moving on to someone different. Yeah, it's time to go. Literally, quite literally, moving on. Just knowing when something has expired, it's time. Tolerate it is the one where it gets like you know you just see that she's realizing she has more feelings than he does, and where it goes from there we don't know. But she's realizing that Coney Island. That's kind of the. <laughs> A weird one. It's so funny. It starts out strong and like starts to peter out more and more the more you go. Coney Island, like, where did it all go wrong? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not, you don't, you're not angry that this relationship is over. You're just like trying to figure out what went wrong and why it's over. Yeah. Hoax. And then hoax. Is there? <laughs> well, no. You know, no other sadness in the world will do. That's the thing that kind of tripped me up because it's. From when I heard hoax, I thought it was about a relationship that you just, it still works, but it's sad. I think, so you keep quoting that line, and it's, for good reason, it's an amazing lyric. Uh, no, sad, no other sadness in the world would do but you. To me, I, what you just said makes me think that we think of that line differently. I can see no other sadness in the world but you, meaning the the relationship is over it ended um and they're sad about it but mm. they don't want to be sad about anything else in their life just you yeah don't no want, other sadness don't want go ahead what, what was it um don't want no other shade of blue but you no other sadness in the world would do yeah and you pining t- over like it's over but like i don't want i don't want to be sad about anything else i want to be sad about you no other shade of blue mm-hmm. would do like She's not. She's not moving on. She's not ready to move on. Yeah. She's just stuck. But what you did was just as dark. Person. Yeah. Is when they pulled me apart. Like yeah, they broke up. What that's they they pulled me apart, breaking up. Like I think it like the thing about Taylor too is any of her songs, any of her lyrics can kind of be molded, and we've proved this time and time again to mean whatever you really want them to mean, which is a mark of a good writer, mm-hmm. being able to find a million different meanings out of the same uh, sentences. So. It's just, I can see maybe this like hoax didn't get as much love as she wanted it to, maybe, and that could be a reason because hoax is def- definitely seemed to be on the lower end of a lot of rankings. Yeah. True. True. Well, so this is just the first chapter. So, how many other chapters do you think we're gonna have? And before you answer that, let's look at what she did release for folklore. So there was four different chapters. We started off with the escapism chapter. Released at on August twenty first at twelve eighteen a.m. Sleepless nights August twenty fourth three days later at twelve twelve a.m. The salt box house chapter eight, three days later eight twenty seven at twelve o five a.m. And then finally the yeah I showed up at your party chapter which was a little bit later and was a direct result of the Betty ACM awards. 
But that was posted on 921, so a whole almost month later at 12, 11 a.m. So the times were all relatively the same. The dates were pretty consistent, three days apart, and then one that was kind of thrown in a little bit later because of Betty. So do you think we're going to get the same kind of, you know, timed pattern release? Or do you think that it's going to be more so of the, yeah, I showed up at your party, we have this one that we're throwing in there? I feel like it's definitely going to be that kind of style, I don't think. Because, like I said, like, part of me just doesn't feel like this was planned. Mm-hmm. Part of me, in a way, feels like the um, the record label had something to do with it maybe or something that's just like a last minute let's push it because also we're recording this on the 25th episode will go live on the 26th so we're already what five days away and haven't received a second another chapter Mm -hmm. so we're five days as of the posting of this episode so knock on wood she doesn't put one out right before this episode goes up after we edit but after we edit we get we get it uh, but yet, yeah, like, like the first three chapters of folklore were all, the first three chapters of folklore actually felt like real chapters. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't like the names got worse and the quote unquote themes got a lot worse. But you could tell there was like a thing about them. They were released within three days of each other. Three a story is told in three parts. Generally, mm-hmm. and Taylor knows storytelling. She's a fan of it. So it and it seems like a beginning, a middle, and end. You're escaping. You're you're sleepless because you escaped Saltbox House. Maybe this is something I'm just coming up with off the fly. But maybe you went back home. That's your house. You're back at your house. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, I showed up at your party again. We she she named it like a piece of merch. It had nothing to do with the other ones. She realized, oh, I need to put invisible string on one of these. And it came out, like you said, a month later. This one doesn't seem to have that. It's the same as that one. It's randomly came out two months after the um, record dropped, Mm -hmm. which that one also came out two months. Which, yeah, I showed up at your party came out two months after the record dropped. If we do get it, it'll be soon. I can't imagine. I'm sure we will get one or two or three more just because I think it'd be weird to drop just one when you dropped four the last time, Mm -hmm. but I don't think they'll have the same impact. And I think they will be more along the lines of the merch style playlists where it's named after a lyric or something not named after like a theme. So what, what are some lyrics you think? uh, All right. I have a couple of call outs here. Number one, and I'm going to be so, so mad is come back stronger than a 90s trend chapter i don't know i don't know how she would even build around it but like that's just like such a marketable thing that she's been pushing a lot Mm -hmm. uh the ones that i think would actually that you could actually build a theme around and i do think if we do get more we'll get more songs from folklore on them i don't i think she definitely wants to like market the fact that these albums are sister albums and related so i think we, we could get a that's my man chapter just seems like just like a very it just seems like a very like marketable phrase uh one that i like because i actually got it on my phone case is the we could call it even chapter i'm trying to think of any other ones that can like pop off the top of my head but like i feel like it would have to be like in a popular song so like we already got this one's popular champagne problems is one of her like fan favorite songs of this album so is tis the damn season 
Willow. Like, it's got to come from one of those, I think. Yeah, but then you had Saltbox House chapter. It, that's from uh, Last Great American Dynasty, yeah, which that... was a really big fan favorite. I guess, yeah. It was also like the theme, like it was also a theme of it. But I, I don't, I think Saltbox House chapter was actually planned. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think like the first three of Folklore's chapters were a thing she had in mind when she wrote the album. Mm-hmm. I think she one hundred percent said these are different chapters, and she had a big write up about it too, about how she envisioned these songs. What was the write up for? Yeah, I showed up at your party. I don't remember. What was the write up for this one? New album means obligatory. New, like she, li- it, mm-hmm. it literally felt like so disingenuous, and so I'm being forced to do this. She, watch it. I mean, she probably wasn't. Watch like her come out and say, "This is my favorite thing to do," but mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel like the same plotting method that Taylor showed in the first three. Yeah, and even if it's not a lyric-based theme, I think that we talked about fame it could be about you know this whole dorothea chapter can we relate it back to anything off folklore with fame or one that really ties into both albums just infidelity mm-hmm. the smells That's like infidelity chapter <laughs> the the adultery chapter um crime chapter mm. like i don't know true like, crime true crime the chapter it's just it's just nobody no crime on repeat yeah like there there are definitely like there are definitely themes, uh, and and if anyone can find them, it's Taylor, of course, mm-hmm. and she'll find them. They'll drop them, but I like the other thing is, is I remember when Escapism chapter came out, there was a lot of hullabaloo about it, and even like obviously our nose, our ears to the ground with anything Taylor. We have notifications, we have everything, constantly looking, reading, and everything. Mm-hmm. So we we heard about Escapism immediately, but like we felt like there were like BuzzFeed articles, there were like a lot of like buzzing around that i didn't hear about this chapter until like <laughs> until like an hour after it came out versus like the minute it came mm-hmm. out like it definitely felt like less promoted i didn't see as much nearly as much chatter about it online so you can see this kind of like the interest in that aspect is probably dying out a bit yeah, I mean, that's really all I have to say about the chapters. I mean... I have one last thing to say. Go for it. Someone did put out an interesting theory. I don't know what it means. Okay. But if you actually put the track listing of every um, of every song together, you add them all together, 2, 7, 17, 5, 9, and 16, you get 56. And if you do 56 days from January 21st, 2021... You get March eighteenth, twenty twenty one. So someone is plotting that something Swift related will happen on that day. Be it TS ten, which I jump off a cliff. Oh my god, no more. Um, or a, a music video, mm-hmm. or some, or maybe Long Pond Studio sessions two, or the re-records, or the re-records is a big one. Yeah, mm-hmm. like those dropping. So. Keep an eye out for that March eighteenth. Mark your calendars. Maybe it'll, it is a Thursday too. Taylor does announcements on Thursdays as she did with her last two albums. So mm-hmm. could be that. Who knows? Oh, my actually, I think Thursday the twenty first was the announcement too. Yeah, she put out. She put out this chapter on the twenty first. She puts but, out another album. Oh my god! 
going to be so tired. Like, I love her to death, and obviously I'll listen to it to pieces, mm-hmm. but, like, she, we got so much to do. She's giving me, and you're going to hate this analogy, but, I mean, Ariana Grande did the same yeah. thing. She put out two you're albums, right. like, back to back, and it's like you focus so, you hyper fixate on one, and you hyper fixate on the second so much that you forget about the first one, and then you rediscover yep. the first one, and it's great, and then a couple months go by, and you're just like, I can't listen to her anymore. I'm to the point where, like, I am, like, happily listening to my Spotify on Shuffled again. Mm. And, like, I'm still – if a song from Evermore com- or Folklore comes on, I don't generally skip it. But, like, I'm not, like, going to Evermore anymore and just putting it on Shuffle and listening mm-hmm. to it like I was for the first two months. I'll listen to Tis the Damn Season on repeat randomly because it still blows my mind. But, like, no. I'm not I'm not in the loop anymore and i don't like i I just don't i kind of don't want to be like i want to just marinate in these albums Mm -hmm. for a little bit i want i want that like august this year comes and i i hadn't i haven't like honed in on them and go oh my gosh let me listen to evermore again or let me listen to folklore or oh my gosh let me listen to the big playlist that has all 34 songs on it Mm -hmm. i don't know I want I want some time with these songs before i have to give them up and start a new album yeah i also don't know if i want a third folklore style album i kind of miss the pop like i've been listening i'm not a reputation head but Mm -hmm. like i've been listening to some reputation songs and like getting back into like ready for it and stuff like that and i'm like ready for more pop taylor again so i don't know i'm excited to in in all honesty i'm excited to push through a lot of these songs and get to start talking about older songs Mm -hmm. that we can get into i'm excited for these re-records i honestly hope she takes a while to put out the re-records because i want to I want to go at them fresh. I don't want to be mm-hmm. like mentally tailor tailored out a bit. Yeah, which I'm getting to a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we are doing our should have said so section. Say that ten times fast. I used to have a lisp when I was younger. That's not fun. Should have said so. So we are revisiting episode thirty-seven of the podcast where we talk about our favorite bridges. We rank them. Do all that fun stuff. But we recorded the episode before Evermore was a thing. So we are going to revisit it, talk about where Evermore fits in, how we rank Evermore's bridges on this album, all that kind of stuff. Uh, If you haven't listened to that episode, definitely go back and check it out. We discuss what makes a bridge. Devin teaches me more about music in like a a larger sense. Uh, So that was really fun. You see the purpose of the bridge, what Taylor says about bridges, and then we rank all of the bridges that Taylor has. And you can then yell at us on social media about the bridges we were wrong about. So, Devin, let's talk about Bridges and Evermore. Yes. So, Bridges and Evermore. There's a lot of bridges, but there's actually a couple bridges that are missing. So, there's a couple songs on the album that just don't have a bridge. Most notably, Gold Rush, Dorothea. Joe has the argument that maybe No Body, No Crime doesn't have a bridge. I call BS on that one. I think there definitely is a bridge. I see it from both angles. Mm-hmm. I see it equally as a verse. So we're talking about the the maybe uh, what, what is the lyric? Devin, you're the lyric girl. Good thing my daddy made me get a voting license when I was 15. That moving forward. Yeah. So I can see that being either a third verse or a bridge. I do agree with you, Devin. It does sound different enough than mm-hmm. the other verses that like like I mean like sonically and lyrically even a, to a point mm-hmm. that it could be a bridge. But I can also just see it being like a story song so it just goes 
uh, first chapter, second chapter, third chapter. But up for debate. Well, okay. No, so if you want to debate it real quick. <laughs> so you think of the story of us, which is quite literally a chapter-based song where she goes next chapter. You wouldn't say the this is looking like a contest to who can act like they care less isn't a bridge. No, you're right. But like. Well, That's me, the conflict. the song I have to think about That's now. the conflict section of the song. And this is also the conflict section where a lot of action happens. You know, she's going out on the boat. She's cleaning houses. She knows how to cover up the scene. You know, her his mistress took out a big life insurance policy. I think that those two are related. They shift enough far away from how the verses sound that you could debate that they're a bridge. Joe just thinks because genius is saying that it's not a bridge. I'm not know. wrong. I just don't like I, geniuses. I believe it. System. I believe it. I, I'll say it's a bridge. I'll say it's a bridge. Myth busted. Right, so then... So the, <laughs> So that just Gold Rush and Dorothea don't have bridges on this album. We talked about Gold Rush in our mm-hmm. last uh, song breakdown, and and when Devin pointed out didn't have a bridge, I it just it's something you never realize until like it gets pointed out to you, and then it like it's like you never unsee it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So according to Genius, there's only eight <laughs> other songs in her discography that don't have bridges. I don't know if I trust that or not, but if that is the case, this would be ten songs total. Two of them off this album that we do not have bridges. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, what? That's 15 more songs with bridges? I'm fine with more 15 more bridges added to this uh, to this wonderful woman's discography. So, what are our favorite bridges from this album? What? So... Not even not like doing like in in our in our bridge episode we top five all of the uh, all of the songs. What are our top five bridges? What? We have some overlap here, but what are your top five bridges from this album and why? So we have overlap on every single one except for one song. Mm. Okay. So I'll go through there. They they overlap. Some of them are a little higher. Some of them are a little lower, but they're all on there except for one song. So my number five is Tolerate It. My number four is Evermore. My number three is Marjorie. Two, Tis the Damn Season. And my top one has been and will continue to be Champagne Problems because it is iconic. However, when I was looking through this track listing and trying to think about the bridge for each song, Marjorie just pops off and elevates the song so much. And I'm not I'm not a huge Marjorie fan. We both, you know, don't like to be sad, don't like to think about it. But something about the simplicity of the song and then the bridge just wrecks you the bridge Love for it. marjorie i i wish the full song was like the bridge the bridge is that good you were right when you say the bridge elevates that song to a whole other level it's pivotal mm-hmm. it's game changing a cultural reset uh no it's it's so good but like i guess for me i I have to eat the whole ice cream cone, not just the chocolatey center. Mm. So <laughs> I don't know why I use that metaphor, but Marjorie has like the chocolatiest center, but like it's so hard to get to because I have to eat, get the willpower to 
to actually listen to the whole song, which yeah. is really hard for me. Not to mention, not like saying if I'll skip it, but like to seek out Marjorie to listen to. But we're not bad ranking, has happened. We're not ranking songs. No, you're though. not wrong. You're we're not ranking wrong. the chocolatey centers. I know. And this is an ooey gooey chocolatey center. It's like it's like an ooey gooey chocolatey center of broccoli. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. So God, funny. I do not hate this song. I'm sorry. I just keep coming out like I do. So if, I, you, if you couldn't tell, Marjorie is the one that Joe does not have in his yeah, top five. Marjorie's not in my top five. Uh, it's it's probably in my top, I'd say, eight. Okay. <laughs> of 15. But no, so my my the only song that I have in there that Devin doesn't is Closure. Closure is just a song I like a lot. And I think there's also context, too. Like... We say that we're just talking about the Ooey Gooey Center and, like, trying to get to the the bridge in a vacuum. But, like, the context around Mm -hmm. closure makes the bridge of closure so much better for me. So that's why I put it above Marjorie. I think I also had happiness, like, as, like, a a tangential. I think you did, too. Happiness Uh, and Cowboy Like Me were two that I was trying to justify getting in there. Me, too. Cowboy like, like me is a, mm-hmm. is top notch, which is I think this is interesting too because some of these songs, uh, my my number four is tolerated, number three is evermore, number two is champagne problems, number one is Sissadam season, but the bottom three of my top five and the bottom three of your top five are not in our top five songs mm-hmm. on this album, our rankings at all, like evermore specifically, we just we don't, it's never high for us. In our song rankings, tolerate it for you is very close to the bottom. Because when you look at it in the vacuum of bridges, you know, Gold Rust doesn't have a bridge. And that's my favorite song on the album. So obviously Mm -hmm. you can't look at it in that sense. But like you talk about Marjorie, like Marjorie just is not a great, not a, not it's just not a high song for me. I know (laughs) the YouTube comments now, but Marjorie isn't a high song for me in terms of an overall song. I do, like I said, thoroughly enjoy it. But in terms of just the bridge, wonderful, heartbreaking, fantastic. Evermore, in terms of the bridge, like you said, context is everything. And I think that that, you know, transition from this cool, still water to these crashing waves to, you know, still again, like it's just that elevates it 10 times more. Same thing with, I mean... Yeah, it's just tolerate it. Tolerate it gets like evermore specifically. Mm-hmm. Number one, genius says it has two bridges. It says bridge one a and or bridge one and bridge two, but the, it does feel like it has. It, in a way, you can argue it because it because mm-hmm. the first bridge where where Justin Vernon comes in definitely feels you can tell it's a bridge because it's it like mm-hmm. if you listen to our our episode about it, and we explain what a what makes a bridge. It completely changes the the tone, the sound, and everything of the song. And just cut you with it. But, like, the things that they do sonically in that bridge, not even, like, the words they use, the lyrics they use, which are all great, mm-hmm. but, like, just the production on that bridge. And, like, like we said it multiple times, but it literally feels like you're drowning when mm-hmm. you're listening to that bridge. You feel like Taylor in the Cardigan music video clinging to a piano in the middle of a raging storm as Justin Vernon just, like, crashes over you. <laughs> like... Evermore is not one of my favorite songs, but I will listen to it for that bridge every time it comes on. Mm-hmm. I will wait, like wade through that beginning just to get to that part because it is a heart stopper. Tolerate it. I mentioned this in our in an, in an episode that 
because it's the song after Tis the Damn Season, it's probably my second to most listened to song mm-hmm. on this album because I listen to Tis the Damn Season so much. But, like, the bridge is so gut punchy. Like, it's a fire. It's a fire. It's a. Like, it's just so, mm-hmm. like, you you listen to it and, like, it's so Wait, sad. For Tolerate song. It? Is that not it? That is not the bridge. Am I wrong? Is Tolerate It not actually my my thing? Why do I think it's that? That's Ivy. No, it's not. Tolerate It is, while you were out building other worlds, where was I? Where's that man who threw blankets over my- Ivy's so good. Ivy is great. It's so hard. They're all so good. Like, I was sitting here, so that you're right. I think, I'm looking at it now. The reason that I put Tolerate It in it is- specifically because of the the lyrics on mm-hmm. it yeah. because they're so incredible i think for scream factor because i think of ivy ivy is like a scream i will sing along to this song who threw blankets over my barbed wire now i'm begging for footnotes in the story of your life drawing hearts in the byline taking up too much weight like those are like the lyric, I would say, like it's a it's a lyrical bridge that kills you. Mm-hmm. I think Ivy is more of a a like a sing along bridge that kills you, and like a like a riotous. Yeah, bridge. Ivy Ivy's up there for me, but at the same it's time, so it's just hard. it's so short, it's so fleeting that it's like the little rush when you do mm-hmm. listen to it, but then it's just quickly gone. We definitely err towards the longer bridges as as seen by our top five of her whole thing. I think the shortest bridge in our top five is Wildest Dreams. Mm, yeah. So, what? but it repeats. I think when we look at our top five, we both tend to look for lyrical bops in terms of the lyrics mm-hmm. are really great and it also just goes along with something that's like up-tempo and builds and just has this, you know, emotional effect on us. If you're curious what our top five are, episode 37, go listen. You could probably guess number one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so to to go into that, do you think any of these songs break into our top five? I honestly don't think so. I, I still think that there's a couple in the top ten that we have. Like my my honorable mentions that would rank higher than this album. I think that the really? bridges. I think the bridges are great, but I think that just in her entire discography, there's just so many good bridges that I just don't think they're top five material. I think it's just because I'm absolutely obsessed and recency and everything. But I think "Tis the Damn Season." For me personally, breaks top five. I check back in with me in August and see if I still feel that way. I think Champagne Problems, just as an objective Taylor Swift fan, mm-hmm. deserves to be in a top five. Just because it's it's yeah, the bridge that for like some people. You look at it and it's it's the bridge that makes people talk about bridges. Because mm-hmm. when you think of fans, not just Taylor Swift fans, but just like music fans or just like not even music fans, just casual music listeners. When they're talking about a bridge of a song, and they're talking specifically with the word bridge, not, oh my god, I love this verse. Like, no, they're like, oh my god, the bridge on Champagne Problems is insane. Like, there are articles written about that bridge mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. So I just feel like when it's that big of a shakeup, it at least deserves to, I don't know about breaking it, but it definitely deserves to be in the conversation to break that top five. And I think of all the songs in our top five, Illicit Affairs is our number five. I think that one can come off and replace with with Champagne Problems. 
the F word gets it. The F word gets it for me. Yeah. And I mean, she does love this bridge because she talks about how she can't wait for a crowd to scream. What a shame she's effed in the head. I think I think for me too, like to go off of illicit affairs, like illicit affairs feels like an ivy bridge. Like if it's very much a, it's like you just start yeah. screaming it and singing it. And I think champagne problems is is a tolerated bridge where it's just like a very lyrically gut punch bridge, and it's the lyrics that are actually in it and the words she uses and how she crafts them make it this actual like literary piece. That I think you don't get in in illicit affairs, so that's why I think Champagne Problems. Even though I think Tis the Damn Season is a better bridge than Champagne Problems, uh, I know my own bias, and I'm not gonna like inject that into into our main list. But I think Champagne Problems might have beaten it out. I don't think it beats out the uh, any of the no. other ones on our list because it's just, it's, I, a, it's a tough list. It, come rue the day that Taylor puts out a bridge, and we go. That's better than all too well. <laughs> like, you know what's going to be? It's going to be when she puts out the 10-minute version of All Too Well. And we go, guys, you know that five-minute bridge of All Too Well? Well, imagine, imagine All Too Well. Imagine the bridge of All Too Well if it was the length of the bridge of Champagne Problems. They're, they're okay, similar. We also, dis- we also disagree on this because we disagree on the length of the bridge of All Too Well. well yeah. All too, all too Well is a very long bridge to me. To you, it's not. Yeah, it, it's tough. It's tough. It is tough. It is tough. But what you classify to as a bridge. Oh, my God. What you classify <laughs> as the bridge. We, we, I'm, I don't want to get in this argument again. And if people really want to listen to me rant about it, they know where to all find right, it. All right. Before we, before we sign off for this week, I do want to give a quick honorable mention uh, to the worst bridge on this album. Uh, I'm sorry. It's it's not my opinion. It's just the fact. Uh, is Willow? Don't get me wrong. Willow is one of the best songs on this on this album. But Willow's bridge is phoned in. You it's you garbage. literally you you know. Okay, so I I'm not gonna say I agree, but the only reason you think that it's an awful bridge is because of that one line. If answer me this, if that one line was not on the song. Would you if like that the one line was not on the song? Let me look at the bridge one more time. It was life was a willow and it bent right to your wind. It's it's not my kind of bridge. It's it, not it's, my kind of bridge. It's still it's, a it's a decent bridge. It's like it's it's a transition type bridge. It's a quick transition. It's like a haunted bridge mm-hmm. to me. It, it's it reminds me of the bridge of haunted. And you're giving me that look mm. because you don't know what the bridge of haunted is. If you could tell me right now, sing the bridge of haunted. Do you know what the bridge of haunted is? It's I know, uh, mm-hmm. I know. Like that's the whole bridge. That's what this bridge is to me. There's no content to it. It's just a transition. Yeah. And the best bridges to me are change the story, like nobody, no crime. Elevate the story. I'm wrong. Elevate the story. Give a new twist to the story. Give new meaning to the story punch you with some great lyrics or just some amazing writing or like evermore or tis the damn season which we'll get into we gotta we gotta do like a a whole detective thing on that bridge but have like something in the production that that make you think or make your emotions change or evoke something like evermore is the the quintessential part of that 
where evermore like you you literally feel physically feel something mm-hmm. i i think willow again a great song but it, it it falls into the single problem of it was a single it was boppy and like intended for commercial and i think that shows in the in the in the bridge yeah anyway thank you guys for listening to this week's episode uh if you like what you hear please be sure to give us a review and a five-star rating on apple please review us on apple guys it really helps us to get uh better ratings and show up more and help us grow this podcast if you have a friend that is a taylor swift fan be sure to tell them about us and you know if you're not following us yet i mean if you're on Spotify, go ahead and click that follow button. If you're on Am- uh, Apple Podcasts, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. If you're on YouTube right now, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. <laughs> really, what is it? What? How much does it impact your day of one one little button? Literally, when I look at our YouTube, our Instagram, our Spotify, or anything, and I see that that follower count go up, it makes my whole day. It makes my whole, just make my day, guys. Just make my day. And then when Joe sees any comment that has any kind of criticism, his day is ruined, which is why I look. When I see any comment and it says the word Marjorie, I go, oh, no. (laughs) I I send the comments to Joe and I go, look. Look, you're wrong again. Well, make sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you want to see our beautiful faces and my little haircut, I cut off my hair. Mm -hmm. No longer blonde. I'm not that blonde girl that Olivia has to worry about anymore. You're still Becky with the good hair, though. It's Becky. <laughs> no, it's Becky. Yeah, so we're at We Need to Calm Down Podcast pretty much everywhere. We're most active on Instagram and YouTube, so make sure to check us out there. If you guys have a suggestion for an episode or something you want to hear us talk about, please be sure to drop us a comment or a DM. We love hearing from you guys, and a lot of those episodes actually get made. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next Tuesday. Come back. We'll come back stronger than a 90s trend. I hate you so much. (laughs) 